Welcome to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Podcast. I want you to be rich. Yes, I want abundant financial success for your business. But I don't just care about your business making money. I care about you too. I want you to be rich in happiness, in the impact you make, in your relationships, and in how you give back. I'm Anna. I built my six-figure business as a side hustle while I was pregnant with my daughter in 2016. Now I've helped dozens of women do the same. I'm here to help you build a profitable, heart-centered, fully booked business with the latest tips on sales and visibility, with proven mindset hacks, and sneak peeks behind the scenes with what's working right now in the online space and in my business. Ready to make more money with heart? Let's go. Hello, friends. I'm so excited to have Coco Nelson on the podcast today. We actually are connected through our both amazing podcast editor, Haley Hatcher. Hi, Haley. (laughs) Coco, why don't you introduce yourself to us? I'd love to. Hello, everyone. My name is Coco Nelson. I am a trauma therapist turned somatic healer, which means I'm still a licensed therapist, but I have left traditional therapy behind and I have stepped into somatic healing and kind of expanded into a very different arena to allow for new and different forms of healing to take place. Traditional therapy has its place, but I found it to be quite restricting. So I am in this new world and I am so, so happy to be here. I'm so excited to um, share with my audience more about what you do. And also just if you're open to it, have a conversation about coaching versus therapy. Like, as you know, my past is I was a former therapist and I get so many questions from women. In fact, I got a question literally this week that said, Anna, I struggle so much with the idea of, you know, my therapy training and it being the message that I'm not to be seen. I'm to be Mm. almost like invisible, right? I'm not to make money. I'm to make sacrifices, right? So just this like Mm -hmm. reconcile. And I mean, for me personally, as a therapist, like I spent months Googling, is it ethical to be a coach? Like, am I like, I can't tell like the Google therapist, right? (laughs) And so just this conversation around no matter what it is that we do professionally before this transition mm-hmm. into coaching can be a rough one. So yes, what are your thoughts on that as we open? Oof. Oh, you are catching me fresh off of some pretty epic ego deaths. So this just buckle up everyone. Here's the thing. I have a reckoning with the therapy world and I have a reckoning with the coaching industry. And I think there's a beautiful, beautiful new paradigm emerging where we are stepping into something really fantastic. Uh, and and I'll, I'll dive in a little bit about that. So I think the coaching industry is magical because it provides a space in which people can mentor, um, come alongside, lead, share resources, inspire um, everyone, right? Like we can come in, we can share our gifts and we can do it in a way that isn't restricting, which I'll get into in a moment with the therapy world and is, is boundless and is really incredible what can happen. And then there's like the shadow side to that. And I, I really think we have to talk about that more especially as trained therapists, because we come in with a skill set that we spent time and energy and money and, um, and experience gaining. And there is something to be said for that. 
And I believe in people sharing their gifts from experience. I don't believe you have to be a therapist to help someone, but it is extremely important to operate within your lane. And I do think the coaching industry is going a little unchecked with that. So there's some pieces that I'm just kind of reckoning with that. And that's just a new, it's a new um, world that is constantly going through its own wash cycles. So this is one of their cycles where they're figuring out where people land. Um, So in transitioning into the coaching world, I felt all those same things that your other therapists, clients are saying is I felt extremely restrained by the rules and regulations that were placed on us as therapists because they were keeping us from being humans. Uh, They're keeping us from actually showing our clients what it means to be in humanity with them, right? We had to be removed and boundaries are crucial. And when we're dealing with people who are maybe boundaryless or who are on the spectrum of really, really struggling, you know, when I worked in detox, when I worked in a hospital setting, yes, I don't want I don't want to share everything with people who are struggling that much. They don't have the capacity to hold it either. But when I am now in a different arena where I'm working with people who I consider to be equals or even more skilled than myself, I don't want to remove myself and put myself in this elitist kind of shut down, closed off. I know better than you space. And it puts us behind the chair in an office without the capacity to access other healing modalities that are very important part of the therapeutic process. And it's isolating. And you're right, we're restricted in the amount of money that we can make and it is per hour. And people might think over there, oh, well, therapists make a lot of money. I'll be honest with you. A, if a therapist takes insurance, she she or he, they, they do not make a lot of money. Number two, even if they're private pay, the weight of that stress is exhausting because you are per hour. I mean, you could work 30 to 40 hours a week and, and probably still barely make ends meet in the economy that we have today. And so there's a lot of nuances that's coming into this profession that I think people are drawn to for the right reasons And when you transition into a level of expertise where we're at now, we are finding ourselves outgrowing their traditional therapy models and needing to step into a different realm. So that's a very long-winded answer that I just gave you. I love it. I love it. Thank (laughs) you for sharing your thoughts and perspective. I totally agree. And I, I love that duality of being able to challenge the current therapeutic model, right? Mm -hmm. And say like, where does it need to evolve where it's gotten a little old, but also with the coaching end, where do we need to hold it more accountable? Um, And I think both can be true, right? I have this conversation with my audience a lot on like coaching certifications and are they necessary? And like coming from like such a strictly regulated world to like a completely wild west, it's It's just such this duality. And I think you're right. Like in therapy, a lot of times those boundaries are necessary because for in many ways, many therapists are working with people that are just trying to get to baseline level health. Right. Um, But not always, but often. And I Mm -hmm. think like, I don't know, it just has just been an interesting conversation and reconciling and reckoning for me personally. And so I'm just so grateful to have this conversation with you. I'm so grateful to have it. It's been bursting out of me since 2019. <laughs> I'm 
just, I, I first started with rage. Let's just say that. Like I first started with rage at the coaching industry. Like how dare you charge 10 grand a month for three calls? Who do you think you are? Yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah. You know? And like, cause all of the, all of my training was like, yeah. right. came up. Yeah. And then I had to have a reckoning with my own limitations and my own belief systems. And I don't think I will ever be somebody who charges that much unless I'm Oprah. And if I'm Oprah and I need to like protect myself with a good financial boundary, I will. But like, I do believe that money is fluid and a beautiful energetic exchange. And it doesn't have to be quantified by this like demonizing of greed. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so I had to have a reckoning with that, but then I got in the coaching world and I was like, what is this madness? Yeah. These people are doing trauma therapy and they have literally no training. Yeah, so stop all. that immediately. Yes. So please yes. stop telling me that stop you can them. walk me through like yes. sexual assault trauma through yes. my yoni without any training. Yes. Thank you. Co-sign on that. 100%. I love that. It's so interesting because someone, you know, was asking me like, "What do you think about coaching certifications?" And I'm like, "Well, I think they're they're not necessary legally, but I think it can be great. I think a lot of times what coaching certifications bring is they help women become, they introduce them to skills and to ethics. But here's yes. the thing: just because someone's certified doesn't necessarily mean they have skills and ethics, and just because someone's not certified doesn't mean they don't have ethics and skills. So I think it's, it's so like, true. <laughs> like that's really what we're after is like like coaches in our industry that have skills, ethics, and something else you said that I thought was really good, which is like practicing at their level of training and being honest and in like being honest with their experience or lack of experience so that consumers can make an informed decision, right? A hundred percent. And I love coaches that bring in people right? Yes. Like I am the type of healer. And I, I went from coach to healer because that's more of what I'm encompassing and what I'm doing mm. really. But like, I, I bring in money coaches. I bring in sex therapists. I bring mm. in pelvic floor experts. I bring yeah. in goals coaches. Like I bring in people who their area of expertise is something sure I could dabble in. I could talk to that. I could inspire to that. Coaches are like motivational speakers, but like with a bigger microphone. But I think like if we collaborate more, if we come together in this world, it can be really fantastic. I mean, I think everybody has a gift to give. I truly do. I think Mm -hmm. everybody on this planet has a gift to give humanity and I want to hear it and I want to experience your gift. Just don't try and have all of the gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let's be a little more specific. Yes. What your it's so true. Might be. <laughs> yes. Tell me more about like, what advice would you give to someone who is in the boat of maybe where we were, who knows mm-hmm. how many years ago, but in that, whether they're a therapist or a different sort of professional, or they've been trained yes. and they're feeling this longing inside of them for something more, but they're not quite sure how to navigate that. And just mm-hmm. the self-trust that's needed. And the, like you said, the ego deaths, so many yeah. ego deaths, right? Like so what advice many. would you give to them on that journey? So this is a strange advice, but I'm going to say this first and foremost, cause I didn't do this and I had some big consequences if you're going to step away from your licensure or your other profession, get a new LLC, please. Mm. Okay. Get a new LLC and get an attorney to look over your contracts, please. And thank you. That is like number one. Um, I meshed and it got tricky 
So that's just number one. That's just logistics. I'm just saying it out loud. It's not as hard as you think it is. You can just go on your state website, open a new LLC. I like just account. new, new business, fresh page. Fresh page, you know, and Love plenty that. of therapists will do both. And I understand, and they yeah. have different contracts for both, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm just telling everyone from my experience, please separate yeah. the two. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, like, really get in touch with what it is your like your mission, your manifesto, your mm. desire is because we go into these professions to serve and yeah. we, we really are client focused. Like what, what do they need? What are their wants? What are their desires? No, I want to know what your desire for this world is and get mm. really clear on what that is. And you will not be able to stop yourself from talking about it, teaching on it, creating about it. And that's the beauty of the coaching industry is you get to create in beautiful new ways and it doesn't have to be restrained by your licensure. I, that's my like motivational speak. Third piece, be prepared and be okay with some pushback from the world. I have gotten grievances every year based on me stepping into the coaching world and I've got a great attorney who navigates them for me and I haven't had any issues, but if I'm going to hold on to my licensure, which I may or may not do for this reason, people are going to come at you the more uh, popular you get. And that's okay. Like success isn't about being loved. It is about being first in in leadership, but with our licensure on the line, it can be really intimidating. And from somebody who's gotten grievances, it's not as scary as it looks. Yeah. And as long as you're aligned with your own integrity and what you are doing, and you have some good support systems around you, you will be okay. But support systems are crucial. Don't do it on your own. I, you know, don't it's, I know we can just don't it. It's not the right choice. And you will learn these consequences in a bigger, more ripple effect, which I am the first to say I'm ultra independent shadow archetype over here. I did it all alone and I learned the hard way, like over and over again, <laughs> consistent, I, hard lessons. I love that reminder about that support, right? Whether it's from mm-hmm. like legal or accounting or like, cause you're right. I think a lot of women in the like therapy or nursing or like the helper mm-hmm. industries tend to not be that way. Number one, Lena, yeah. even what you said at the beginning about like, you know, we're, we get in the industry to help people so that when we start our own coaching practice or whatever mm-hmm. practice, it is odd to be like, what do I want? What do I desire? Yes. This is for me, right? I yes. need help. I need support. You know, it's just a different paradigm. It's a different, and it should be in the therapy industry. It should be in the nursing industry. It should be in these spaces, yeah. but there it's not taught. And you know, what's, what's so interesting is I am getting certified in breath work, somatic breath work, which I love. And they are breaking down what it actually means to hold space and how, and what these certain terms are. And I went through like 15 years of schooling and that was never done. Just something to say out loud. Like mm-hmm. some of these certifications are fantastic. Yes. And um, breathwork is life-changing for me. That combined with EMDR is like definitely something that I will have in my toolbox forever to help clients. I'm the biggest EMDR fan too. When my parents, when my parents, when my clients are like, what trauma therapy should I do? I'm like, all all trauma therapy is amazing. Also EMDR. 
Yes. Go do that like yesterday. (laughs) If we could all just have some buzzies, that would be great. Absolutely. Um, okay. I love this. And t- so maybe this would be useful too. So I get a lot of people that are on the precipice of like either deciding to like keep or drop their like nursing mm-hmm. license, therapy license, whatever license. And you decided to keep yours. I decided mm-hmm. to drop mine. So maybe we could just give, and both is fine, right? Yeah. Maybe we could just give some perspectives on why you decided to keep yours. And I can share why I decided to drop mine just yes. to give that context. Absolutely. Um, so as I said, as of now I have it, we'll see how long I decide to keep it. Um, for me, it was, uh, twofold. Number one, I still have a private practice here in the state of Colorado where I am seeing people at an hourly rate, just a few that I've seen for years and operating under my LPC helps them with their super bills and, um, their insurance processes. So that's number, number one, um, number two for speaking. So I love to speak on stage. I love to speak at conferences. I love to speak in programs and having the LPC has been helpful and gives me a little bit of credibility in the world outside of the coaching industry, because people don't always understand what it is to still be a trained therapist. Yeah. but not have a license. It's the same, it's the same thing. We just aren't regulated in the same way. Right. I agree. I think that's a huge pro, whatever the license is, is I think it can give you credibility. Yeah. And, and I thought that we're talking about pros and cons. Cause I think there's this thing of like, Oh no, but like there are literal pros and cons to both. And so I there think is. if it is important to you to be able to have speaking gigs in your field of expertise, mm-hmm. it may make sense to keep it right. So you have yeah. that platform and that inroad, not just in speaking gigs, but I think for me, like professional journals, like that mm-hmm. sort of thing too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever want to publish again, <laughs> I did publish it's- but if I ever want to publish again, having the LPC on there is, is powerful and it's, it's an old world paradigm. It's something we want to work through, but it is a piece of the puzzle. But in the other con, the other pro too, is having an influence in that world, right? You still have yeah. a leg in. And so in many ways, it's like, you still have influence there and we need women of influence in that world. Absolutely. I completely agree. Why did you decide to let it go? I want to hear. Oh man. (laughs) Tell me all the reasons. Well, honestly, mostly because at the time I was pregnant and I just didn't have the capacity to manage both. And I had the hardest time because I loved my therapy clients. I had the best boss at the time Mm -hmm. and it really felt like I was letting something good go, but I also knew my capacity and it was like a toddler and a baby and a business. And so I just knew I had to pick. And so when I had to pick my between my two children, (laughs) my therapy (laughs) child and my, like, I just, just, I just intuitively felt like it was the coaching, but I had a lot of grief around releasing Mm it. Um, but I know it was the right decision for me, but I would say for a lot of my clients, it's not the right decision. And so I just Mm want to say it really is a personal choice and a personal choice in every chapter. Like sometimes I have fantasies about like when I'm like 65, if I'll like pick it back up again. Yes. So just this reminder that nothing is perfect. Or like you were saying, like you have it now and you might drop it next year, right? Just this reminder that all we have to assess is like what most serves us right Mm -hmm. now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there is a lot of fear, I think, in letting it go. And I think that's a piece that grief, fear, 
um, you know, wrestling with all that you've put into it, all the money, all the time, all the energy, you <laughs> My know, parents are so like, you're doing much. what? <laughs> I know, I know, I know they don't understand, but it now they understand. Sense. Now they're like, yes. Oh, that was a good decision. I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, and you really are protected a little bit better because I, I have this kind of exposure here where people yeah. can grieve me and they can yeah. come after me. And what I am doing is a little different from what, um, my regulatory board would really like, you know? And so the good news is my attorney is such a, he's a mental health attorney whose wife is a therapist. It's the best. (laughs) And he is, he's very good at being like, this is not therapy. This is coaching. Like you don't get to actually regulate this. This is her therapy practice. This is what gets to be regulated. Social media, social media, you know? So it is, that's only going to last for so long though. I think eventually, uh, so for me, it's in Colorado, it's Dora. Um, but I think the APA they're eventually they're going to shut it down and be like, you can only do this or you can do this. Yeah. And, and there will be some separateness there and, and that's okay. That's, that's part of growth and, and what industries look like. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Hopefully this is helpful for you as you guys are listening and thinking through what's best for you. And just us really laying out the honest pros mm-hmm. and cons there. Right. Yes. Um, tell us about, I love what you said about some of like the ego deaths, because I feel like for me becoming a coach, even like calling myself a coach, like I, I like the word mentor too, but like, I didn't even like just everything about the industry seemed so cringy. And like, I was just like, I stuck my nose up and people were posting pictures of purses and like, I don't know. I really hardcore judged the coaching industry before I joined it. I know. I think it really had to be a lot of like, yeah, ego deaths. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like teaching adjunct as a professor at the university, blah, blah, blah. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It just, what a humbling experience, right? Well, what have been some of your ego deaths? Oh, honestly, mine was trying to be the kind of coach that is already out there and not allowing the truth of who I am, which is still very much a therapist, um, emerge into a new identity. It's Mm -hmm. like I kept trying to put on these faces of these other people. So I had this perception that nobody's going to pay that kind of money for healing. So I need to talk about money. I need to talk about money. Nobody outside of the coaching world is going to pay these kind of rates or do these kind of packages or join these masterclasses. So I can only talk to coaches, right? Instead of being like, and it's so these, these, and then I, I did get some of those high level CEOs or whatever, and they were not aligned with me, but I took it because of the money. And then it ended up really kicking my butt in the end, or I created offers that I hated, but made me money because I thought that that's what I was chasing. So it was this really weird dream. And there, the problem with the coaching industry is that there are people who are charlatans who are pulling you into this dream of becoming a multimillionaire. And that's what their entire thing is based on. There Mm -hmm. isn't sustenance there. There's just this, like, it's a little bit like an MLM, right? Like come join me. And, and, but that's not the whole coaching industry. It's just a piece. It's a piece of it. And so when you get caught in that cycle, it's, you get really disillusioned with the money. And I lost sight of why I left therapy in the first place. And I lost sight of what I really loved about therapy in the first place. 
And I am extremely woo-woo. Like, like, ext- like behind you on that computer is a full altar. Okay. I pull cards every day. I have crystals I carry with me. I'm full on excited to do a plant medicine retreat in my near future whenever the stars align. My best friend is an astrologer. Like this is, that's my world. And so for me, it was like, why am I denying this piece of what I bring into every single session? We talk about human design, talk about astrology. I do tons of somatic experiencing and somatic journeys. Um, I use breath work. Like, what am I doing? Um, and so it was ego death after ego death of discovering who I actually am and then really releasing the money piece. Here's the deal. Yes. Yes, universe, I want to be a multimillionaire. Hell yes. Okay. But that is not what I'm doing all this for. Mm. I'm doing all of this to create a different path of healing for people who who really are tired of feeling like they're broken and they can't find the path forward. Mm. And there's so many people in the world, so many different healers like yourself that can, that can navigate people towards this. And I want to be one of the ones that puts my hat in the arena and shares my gifts and shares my tools and holds space. And I don't want to chase money to do it. Mm -hmm. I just want to do it. And if money finds me, I will graciously and abundantly accept, but I had to shift quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I learned I'm like, you know, when people are like, send me a sign. I'm like, I need a signier sign. Like if you could just have the eagle fly directly into my face, I would know that the eagle was a symbol I needed. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so I asked for, you know, really tough lessons and I got them and finally landing in who I am and who I want to be feels like home, but it was quite a journey to get here. I love that. What I heard so much was humility and so much self-trust, right? And I think like also what I heard is like, it's just a journey and there's hard lessons along the way. So like, if you're listening to this and like, you're in the middle of a hard lesson, like not making yourself wrong for that, like all of my hard lessons I learned in business, I'm like, well, I paid a lot of money for that lesson and the mistake, but (laughs) honestly, I paid a lot of money for my degree, right? So I mean, I just think it's like, really trusting that like those lessons are a part mm-hmm. of our journey. And I think finding other women that are on that journey from yes. professional arena to loosey goosey entrepreneurship arena of this yes. vulnerable exposure of figuring out who we are in our life path, like mm. just being in communication with us. Like maybe you even want to tag us on Instagram, right. And reach mm-hmm. out to us. And so we can tell you like, you're not crazy. You're not alone. <laughs> yes. Like we're in this together, right? Yes. And that's a community, I think is the piece that um, is so important. And I think that's, you know, what you're cultivating, what I'm cultivating is especially women, we need each other. We need to heal together. Yeah. Um, we we cannot do this in isolation. And we've been doing this since the dawn of time, y'all. This is not new, mm-hmm. right? Like we've been doing circles and healing mm-hmm. since... Yes since the dawn of time. So we're just like calling it something different, whether it's coaching or therapy or shamanism or medicine, I don't really care. It's literally women coming together and healing each other with their gifts and the earth and their higher power. And it's, it's what this world is made of. And we just 
keep trying to compartmentalize it in these boxes. And it's like, stop, like, we know, we know what we're doing. Let's come back to our inner knowing and, and, and work from there. And then we'll all find what we're looking for, which is fulfillment and peace, right? It's, it's much more simple than we think it is. That reminds me of that amazing groupie poem that talks about like, during my times of challenge, it was sisters that healed Mm. me. Do you know that one? I don't, but I'm going to look it up. I'll send it to you. I'll Instagram it to you. It's like my favorite, literally my girlfriends and I, we went on like this, like sisterhood hike. And we like, one of my girlfriends made these little magnets with that poem. And it's just like, I'll send it to you. You'll love it. I'll post it in the show notes. Yes, Um, please. So thankful to have you here and have your beautiful energy and heart. If people want to hear more about you, follow you online, learn about your programs. How do they do that, Coco? So best way to find me is at the evolved therapist, which is on Instagram. I also have my own podcast called let the rest burn. Uh, So you can check me out if you're just a podcaster and you want to go listen over there. Um, And everything I have is uh, at the evolved therapist on Instagram. My website is evolvedtherapist.com. Because the therapist was taken. <laughs> always, always, always. Right? Who's snapping up our URL? Who is no, doing no. Who's doing that? So you can find me any of those. And I do answer my own DMs. So please hop in there if you have questions or thoughts. I really, I don't do therapy in the DMs, but I definitely answer questions and I'm here to provide a path forward for you, whether it's with me or someone else. Yes. I love it. I will list or Haley will list all of <laughs> she, she knows my stuff, <laughs> which by the way, if Coco and I both hire Haley and we know she's all like, if you don't have a podcast editor, like this is just another shout out. You guys know, I talk about yes. Haley all the time, but she really is amazing. So if you is have amazing. a podcast that needs editing and managing, look no further. Yes. She's um, incredible. Any parting words for us, Coco? Mm. You know, I think what I keep coming back to recently is that life is more simple than we make it. We just have to come back to stillness and come back to our own breath. And it's there that we find our truth. Nowhere else. Beautiful. So, I mean, like, I I totally agree. Thank you so much (laughs) for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out today. Please hit that subscribe button so you can make sure to stay updated anytime a new episode drops. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook community. It's called The Heart-Centered Entrepreneur. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live and do free trainings. And you may even meet your newest biz bestie. So you can join at heartcenteredcommunity.com. It's absolutely free. And I cannot wait to see you in there.